Hello. Hi, is this Chris? Yep. Hi, Chris. This is Brittany. I'm a volunteer with West Musk Vision 2020. Kanye and Elon are running an incredible ticket for the presidency of the United States. They're combining an entrepreneurial spirit, obscene wealth, and divine intervention to rebuild this amazing country in the image of the one true God. Yay. <laughs> that shit great. I thought this election was about the blue senile rapist versus the red senile rapist. You're telling me there's a third option? There sure is. So many Americans are clamoring for real change, and the choice between two racist Republicans has left many of us asking, what if we had a problematic black candidate in the race? What would even happen? You know? Wow. 2020, huh? Indeed. Well, I'm personally very interested in hearing more. Uh, what kind of policies are they running on? Climate change? Police reform? Improving our healthcare system? Oh, no. None of that boring shit. We're talking about banishing Baphomet to the underrealm. Wielding Imhulu, used by the sky god Marduk to defeat the water goddess Tiamat. And establishing the best national fashion brand in the world. Isn't he a bit late for registration? Also, what kind of commitment can we expect from a college dropout? <laughs> Better late than never. A President West administration is committed to ensuring every American's right to reimagine themselves as a righteous weapon of Christ the King. But didn't Ye himself warn us that no one man should have all that power? Yes, but if you recall, he did reveal himself to be a god. Even though he's a man of God? He knows he is not the most high, but he is a close high. Well, I don't know. This all feels weirdly cultish and religious. I really believe in separation of church and state. What about health care and defunding the police? I appreciate that. Separation of church and state is important to Ye and Elon, but let me ask you, have you ever witnessed a god being born in front of your mortal eyes? He's driving a Tesla that hasn't even been invented yet, and reinvesting treasury bonds into our roads, bridges, and dance clubs. Well, the dance club around me does need some new urinals. <laughs> That's right. And Flotus Kim Kardashian West and Slotus Grimes will... Slotus? Slotus. Second Lady of the United States, and the name of her new Slug-themed album, which will come out regardless of the outcome of the upcoming election. You know, I'm honestly a bit nervous about Ye teaming up with Musk. I mean, what's her attitude toward police reform? I don't want no Robocop. Mm. Well, why are you so paranoid? You worry about the wrong things. The wrong things. America's police will be the best jerk-offs that will never take work off. And while we're talking about technology... Ye and Musk know better than anyone that what someone says on social media is not meant to impact them in any way. That is why in their first day in office, they will create an edit button on Twitter. Well, I'm sold. I've been waiting for an edit button since 2011. Can I just give you my credit card info? Absolutely. Well, you know what this is. It's, it's a, a celebration, celebration bitches. bitches. All right. Here's a toast to the douchebags. Here's a toast to the assholes. Here's a toast to the scumbags. Every one of them that I know. <laughs> oh, 2020, baby! 2020! Uh, halfway there. God, it's fucking halfway- holy shit. It feels like it both should not be a full halfway over, and also... Why isn't it over How yet? is it possible that it's still 2020? Yeah. So we're, we're, uh, we're raising uh, a glass with, uh, filled with uh, Ironweeds whiskey. Yes, uh, thank you to Dan and Morgan for yeah. the birthday present for the podcast. Yeah. We are... From... Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, that... Albany, Dis Albany Stilling Company, if you are looking for uh, advertisers, let us know if you'd like to sponsor... Ironweeds, the official podcast of Albany Distilling Company. Um, yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. let us know. <laughs> we, right. we, we will uh, take payment in your delicious rum. Oh, uh, that rum is that really rum good. That is so yeah. fucking good. The, yeah. the, the rye whiskey. The rye whiskey is, is excellent. Uh, probably better. I don't know. It's like choosing between, you know, children. Which one of your cats is the favorite? Yeah, see, it's the same thing. Yeah, I can't. Emma. Yeah, there you go. Yo, Easy. You, you have some buff babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my babies are buff. You, you saw Fred, who is a very buff, buff young man. And Fred, and then what's the um the like the darker uh, fur um cat? Emma. 
Emma, yeah, yeah. The, Emma's she's real, thick. She's a thick girl. Yeah, Emma's muscular as well. Like I was, I was giving them uh, light pets, and they were like raising their back like forcefully, like uh-huh. into my hand so much that I could almost like lean on it. <laughs> they haven't had a lot of human contact for obvious reasons. Yeah. So true. we had a couple of folks over last night to do uh, a our our annual screening of Independence Day, which this year we did in the backyard on the projector because social distancing and all. Um, and as with this same time last year, here we are Sunday morning after 4th of July, uh, quite hungover. A little um, bit, a little bit, a little bit. And, uh, and the world's on fire. And the world's on fucking fire. Uh, how, about, yeah. how, how about yours? Yeah. How about, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, that's, uh, that's, that's not the way I like, way I like it. And I would like to be bored. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey now you're an all-star. So I woke up this morning after like on like seven hours of sleep. No idea what we're talking about on the podcast today. Less than seven hours. And uh, and I, so I'm like, all right, well, time to do what I always do. when I don't know what to talk about on the podcast. Check out what's trending on Twitter and hashtag Vision 2020. Kanye West's uh, uh, storied run for president. He promised us he would do it, folks. Yeah. And now. Or warned us, however we, you want to. We fucked it. around. <laughs> and now here we are finding, finding out. out. Extremely finding out. Yeah, is uh, um, it, you know, they, now that we're, I guess, like post irony, maybe you know that like it, it, asking whether or not he's actually running for president or if it's something like it doesn't matter. Like Trump wasn't actually running for president, and then he won. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like the question of like it, is he actually running or not is immaterial to like the 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 supernatural forces of the attention economy. Right? If he just gets enough attention, we will make him president, whether yep. we want to or not. We'll, we'll just keep looking at him. So we've done our part, takes. listener. We've, yeah. we've now, so now it's on you to go draw more attention to Kanye and encourage Elon Musk to be his running mate. And then we just accelerationists for like Kanye, Elon 2020. Let's just get, let's just get it done with. Let's just, I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> yeah. The end times are nigh. So we had our, uh, our our Christian Zionism uh, bonus um, that we recorded last week, and patreon.com uh, slash Rates. and people are, people are loving it. A lot yeah. of people yeah. are, are writing into us about uh, how it's the best um, bonus episode they've heard so far. So it, you know that that whole um, podcast episode was about the interpretations of the Book of Revelation and like trying to find when uh, the end times would be uh, here, uh, starting with a, a red heifer being born. And I, I think about these cults of personality that are being like generated in real time, like uh, in our society, like Musk is one, Trump's one, Kanye West is one. Biden is not. No, <laughs> Biden is not. Biden yeah. is an empty vessel for um, neoliberalism. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, like these people have incredibly outsized influence in our like social sphere. And I wonder if like, would they be like the horsemen or like, would they be the trumpets? I mean, so you have like the, you have the beast and the dragon and like the, the, like in Revelation, you have this cast of characters and it would be very fun to diagram who is what could be a super fun game. Well, Kanye had said that him and Donald Trump both have dragon energy. Yes. Mm. Uh, and then you have Jordan Peterson going on about the chaos dragons. But yes. those, But that's feminine energy. Well, they... they, they I don't know. They, yeah. Yeah, no. no. They, they could be the chaos dragons. Sure. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe Jordan Peterson's um paternalistic uh misogyny uh, got the better of him yeah. uh, in terms yeah, of just mm-hmm. that went wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we can all agree that we certainly are living in the end times. Absolutely. Re- irregardless of any uh uh religious scripture or um prophecies foretold and not yet come to pass. It's definitely the end of something. It's of something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all right. Yeah, I, mean, like, I think someone said, I forgot who it was, but they, they were like, Joe Biden was actually like an aberration in like a decades long shift of power from the presidency to like the shadow presidency of the vice president. You think like the end of Reagan with George H.W. Bush and then uh, I guess like Al Gore wasn't quite impressive, but then you also have like Dick Cheney and now Mike Pence. And now I'm imagining what sort of puppet master Elon Musk would be with, with Kanye West. Yeah, yeah Linda, right. Linda B. Johnson. The most dangerous of Linda, them. Yeah, Johnson, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like I, I want to turn the the what do you call it the limousine? You turn it into the beast, and he's it goes to outer space. It just like convinces <laughs> Kanye to like turn everything into like into space force, basically, right? You know, he's, now he's going to be in control of space force. Be, every so everything's going to have SpaceX branding. Okay, on Okay, I'm it. convinced. I'm voting for them. Stop. <laughs> you don't have to keep. Well, the you don't have to keep selling me on I, it. I, I'm, the I'm question... going to make so many holes underground that. Everyone can go underground wherever they want all the time, but the country will fall apart, like physically fall apart because there's too many holes underground. It turns into Swiss cheese, um, but we're still in the holes and the holes are very strong. You can go very fast and we just live in holes like mole men for the rest of our lives, but we're in Teslas, so it's much nicer. Oh man, it's so dark. <laughs> it, it, like the the thing that this this conversation's making me realize is like the spectacle of elections is so like unnecessary for people like Elon Musk. Like regardless of whether we praise or condemn him by popular vote, if he were to <laughs> make a uh, a ticket with uh, Kanye West, it would be very hard outside of some type of revolutionary event to keep him from being able to create the future that we're going to inherit. Yeah. yeah. Like he's already working on it and mm-hmm. has essentially no barriers whatsoever. And like people who like should know better than to listen to this bauxite mine baron dude from South Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emerald mine air. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they should listen to me like, no, that doesn't like building a bunch of holes in the ground, like subterranean highways doesn't make any sense, dude. But no, but no one wants to, talk him out of that because he's uh well one he's rich and famous but also like you if you like seriously if you get like musk to do something for you or like in partnership with you then you're guaranteed to get like a fully funded project and like all that like any sort of like local politician wants like state or or like city is they just want a fully funded project like if it doesn't work that i'm already out of office by then hopefully you know like so they don't even fucking care right so it's just like so he can do almost whatever he wants because he can fully fund it or at least get gain enough attention that something else will fund his project you know any and it sounds futuristic because it you know, it goes fast. Well, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm holding out um, for the socialist heel turn that uh, Musk is going to make in 2024. There you go. Um, and he's just going to bring about fully automated luxury space gay communism out of the kindness of his own heart, because it's the only thing that will actually make him truly epic bacon in the eyes of regular <laughs> oh, people. Yeah. I, I, I am interested in the first and second ladies, though. Yeah. In in this in this imagine Kim and scenario. Grimes. Yeah. The, the lotuses. Yeah. Oh my god, that's what we'll call them. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be the lotuses. And just really that whole fucking family, right? The all the Kardashians and the yep. Jenners and and Grimes's like pet dolphins or whatever she has, you know, like just all of that in the White House all the time. Just set up a, a Twitch stream in in like the east wing just like, like do it I, all the time yeah i tend not to pay a lot of attention to celebrities um uh, so, now you will so, yeah <laughs> but but i i remember uh hearing something it's probably apocryphal but like at the um kardashian uh west uh marriage uh, apparently kanye um raised a glass and toasted for the uh beautiful merger of two two perfect brands <laughs> it's, it's yeah, true yeah. yeah absolutely yeah and so I think that this would be the logical culmination of what the presidency has become is just like celebrities with far too much power, just a constant kind of image driven public discourse is just everything is about branding and speeches and referentiality. And that's it. Like no more. And and we just make that celebrity the most powerful entity in the whole world. Yeah. It's not even the person. It's they're like the avatar the br- yeah. of the attention and the brand. Right. Yeah. And then just like everyone. And give them the power to like make and remake and destroy yeah. all life as we know it. Or, yeah. or shock and awe, baby. Yeah. Or, or you try to get like, like bureaucrats and people that want to make material change, like just trying to spin what they want to do as part of that brand right which is what we basically do all the time anyway when we're like applying for grant like a city is applying for a grant or something like you look at the grant maker and they say like we're trying to reimagine the hudson river and and it's many histories you know and then you're like oh well i want to 
put together a, a fish market and fish are in the Hudson, like the Hudson fish done. Yeah. And, then, and like, like that, that's how a lot of grants are funded. Is that like some, like some, a big pile of money, a sentient pile of money, like says something that it thinks. And then everyone clamors to say like their idea meshes with that like vision of the world. And that's, and that's what we do already anyway, except it, it's, it's meant to look like professional and decent and dignified because prof- because people in like suits do it you know and they yeah but we decided we don't care about that anymore so right. now we can just get rid of that pretense yeah. and like yeah so in some Let's ways it's go. more it's more honest right you're just like yeah no i like i i want to build a shoe factory in utah and kanye west makes shoes and just, <laughs> and just like do you want can i make your shoes and they're like that's it like that would be it and frankly yeah it would be a hell of a lot easier and you'd employ a far, a far less uh, PMC, you know, professional managerial class assholes like me, you know, like, writing three paragraphs about why shoes are important for the Utah economy. Like, you know, well, you don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead, you yeah. just be like, Kanye, can I make your shoes, King? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of it. It's a lot simpler, faster. So uh, shit is popping off in the United States where um, the insurrectionary mass movement in response to the murder of George Floyd is transitioning into general unrest uh, throughout the U.S. with a lot of confusing stuff happening. So uh, I've been trying to keep up to date with what's going on with Chaz Chop, uh, which I don't know if we uh, covered. They renamed themselves Chop, Capitol Hill. We talked about it briefly, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, I think six people in total have been shot over the last two weeks, which is really a bummer, obviously. And I think many have died. I'm trying to like get the particulars of that, but honestly, it's not being covered very well. Yeah. Um, So trying to figure out why and who did the shooting and what was involved. Very little information is uh, getting out into the press. This might be because people are being uncooperative or it might be that literally it's just so chaotic nobody really knows um, or that there are ongoing investigations and so uh, various people are being um, tight-lipped about it for that reason. But I think there was a van that had driven into the protest area, the six-block zone that has uh, barricades, etc. and was opening fire Uh, I think the drivers of that van were shot, potentially shot dead. And now the Seattle police has moved in, I think on Friday to take it all apart. Yeah. But I, as far as I can tell, that hasn't been completed either due to just uh, various resistance and people trying to fight back against that effort. But it apparently is really scary. And as far as I can tell, the narrative seems to be that all of the shootings are outside people coming to hunt chop residents. Or something along those lines, like people, you know, bringing guns, uh, walking in or driving in, taking shots and then leaving, which is fucking scary. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I don't know if this is just something that happens when you have this much uh, attention given to you by, you know, the national and right wing media, uh, making it out to be a uh, much more fanatical and uh, uh, expressed danger than it seems to actually be. Yeah, the, the, uh, um, Tucker Carlson has been covering it in ways that just like make it look like a zombie film, right? Like they're just like, it's almost like funny, like the way that he covers it, because it's like people you know it's like this dramatic music and then someone like smoking a bong in a banana suit or something you know like dressed like a banana like they really make it seem yeah i think i saw somebody do whip it in slow they, yeah that's what it was it was a whip it yeah a guy in a banana costume doing a whip it and it's like you know like that is it's it would be funny if it wasn't like directly contributing to like people's death yeah i mean like and it's so it's it's kind of i don't know ironic that you know, these deaths get attributed to the fact that, well, yeah, what, what do you think happens when you don't have police there? Um, I think we, we made this joke, like, in a couple episodes back, but it's like, no, like, they came from a place with police to a place without police, did the crime, and then left back to a place full of police. It does allow for the narrative to kind of collapse in on itself, that, like, these deaths and these shootings happen because it's a place without police, when in reality, the reason that they happen is because it's such a existential threat to the existing order of things that it draws attention from absolutely unhinged people who must violently respond um to something that they they consider to be just like you know a harbinger of the end so we get like like very literal victim blaming right exactly yeah yeah, the the people that are shot down are like well see that's what happens when you get rid of the police like that's your fault don't pay attention to like the million person 
uh, viewership television show that keeps telling you, you know, like all these people that they're like a, a threat and need to be dealt with with a, some sort of final solution like that's right yeah i mean it i don't know if uh the 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 chop or the chaz um had a real like w- w- ever really posed much of a significant like real threat but it was a symbolic threat right, right? yeah exactly. and and that stands out and in a uh part of the country that is extremely extremely historically uh div- racist like well like, yeah like i mean the northwest has a lot of a lot of white white, white separatists white, yeah white separatists like oregon see uh washington and i uh idaho are all like real deep in in the white separatist movement like there's a reason why ruby ridge is you know happened in the northwest they've moved many times to create yeah. like a northwest like separate territory that's you know a white ethno state um, yeah. It wasn't one of the national parks that got uh, occupied by all those armed uh, yeah. red yes. yeah. yeah, there. And so then also we had in Seattle these two people. One um, one young person was killed uh, from a car just plowing into protesters who were being you know protected by the police. Like there were barricades and stuff, and this fucking jaguar just plowed through the barricade, struck two people. One of whom has already died. Uh, last I saw, the other was still in critical condition at the Holy hospital. Shit. Yeah, was that yesterday? Yeah. This happened. Um, yeah, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. On the Q and A episode, I had made a shout out to uh, Robert Evans' uh, podcast, um, "Behind the Bastards," where he is doing a six-part series, which I think is going to be wrapped up this week on uh, "Behind the Police," uh, which is really, really good. And I also uh, recommend you check out his coverage of the um, Portland uh, protests. Right. Portland or Seattle? I think it was Portland. I, I haven't listened to but, it. I haven't listened to it. But yeah, he, he went to the chop uh, for a minute and was just talking about the general vibe there. But it seems that a lot of the overt violence that's happening to people and to the chop uh, is happening like very early in the morning. So it's a sort of a different vibe uh, during daylight hours, apparently. Hmm. So it's morning people that are... Yeah, I've always contended that morning people, you know, there's something wrong with them. You know, I'm a morning person, right? <laughs> It's fucked up, dude. Yo, rise and grind. It's 2020. Let's get that bread. Um, so yes, this happened in the wee hours of Sunday, 2.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. 24-year-old Summer Taylor was killed, and uh, 32-year-old Diaz Love remains in serious condition after a white Jaguar sedan driven by a 27-year-old man, um, who police have not yet named, just plowed into protesters on a closed-off highway who were... And, like, the video... There was video of it from right before the impact and it's like a very joyful scene everybody is singing and dancing and it's really i feel like we're seeing this like just fucked up collage of images of like absolute joy and celebration and happiness just smashed with images of death and destruction and and loss and it's really visually a very difficult time to be a consuming media because it feels quite discordant yeah i was down in uh del mar so uh, people unfamiliar it's a it just it's a hamlet like south of albany uh and there was like some really cool young people that put together a counter protest to a blue lives matter rally down there and uh and at one point uh, we uh, outnumbered them significantly through the whole thing but then eventually as they dwindled dwindled down like we were able to kind of get in their face a little bit and like you know, take up the space that they were in and uh and the, the you know the the younger people are just like so enthusiastic and are like just like dancing around shouting you know like fuck the cops it's like it was it was beautiful but for me it was like always this like underlying tension that was like like this is a scene that is like a minute before someone drives a car yeah into a crowd you know it's like that's yeah you know you just i'm just constantly thinking about it you know because i mean like when we first did the when there was the um uh, never again is now rally right there was a there was a, a, a close incident yep there and it's, yeah. and these are always incidents like like they're like like this one that uh killed one potentially two people like the cops are there like they're there and yeah. they don't yeah they had barricaded off the highway yeah. i mean and, the, ca- and, the car crashed through the barricade yeah like, well, yeah was... but, but it's like so like what the fuck is the barricade for you know right you know it's well, like, it was like well to make it kept that down the other eighteen thousand <laughs> so you know i guess it's for that yeah, yeah. It, it, i mean it's the whole thing it's like you can't prevent 
violence. You can't prevent crime. Right. Like the best you can do is try to address the root causes for it. But like some of this crime that's happening, you know, in the Chaz and the Chop and at these protests and stuff is ideological violence. It's the beginning of uh, what could become like a hot civil conflict. And uh, I, I mentioned uh, Robert Evans earlier. I was trying to tie it back to his uh, podcast that he did called um, It Could Happen Here. And so he's a war correspondent and covers uh, unrest and civil conflicts throughout the world. Uh, and he, he wrote, did this podcast series, uh, which you can find online. Uh, it's very good about a hypothetical second civil war. And the civil, second civil war basically starts like the last month in America, like you have uh, a protest, you have a lot of stochastic violence happening at the protest, whether it's, you know, uh, in, I think it was Albuquerque, New Mexico, where they were trying to t uh, take down a Confederate statue or something. And a, um, a random guy like grabbed a uh, woman by the hair and threw her to the ground. Yeah, that was horrific. And then was run off by a crowd that was, uh, you know, threatening him and throwing things at him. And at one point, uh, they hit him with a skateboard and he pulled out a, a gun and just shot the dude who hit him in the skate with a skateboard like dead i think yeah um and so yeah i mean th these types of things uh seem to be continuing to happen seem to continue to be getting worse and more violent and uh it could spiral completely out of anyone's control uh because you know in previous episodes we've been talking about the, the militia movement the fact that there are are unfortunately way more people than we any of us would like that are prepared and or preparing for uh, some type of, you know, civil conflict in the United States. Yeah. And just this morning, I saw some kind of and I'm, I'm still not I'm, I don't want to like say too much about it, because honestly, I do not quite understand it. But there is some kind of event where there's like a commingling of Black Lives Matter protesters and Boogaloo's doing like an armed uh a show of uh, an a open show carry of, yeah. open carry protest um and it's very strange i don't know i don't really have maybe i shouldn't have even brought it up because i literally don't have anything to say about it other than just i don't fucking understand it they're like boogaloos trying to explain their ideology to these like black lives matter protesters and doing so in a way that just very gracefully dances around the fact that they want a race war they're like yeah we're libertarians who are for like you know like lower taxes and you know, like no, like all gun rights, like everybody should be allowed to have a gun, and it's like, mm hmm, mm hmm. Go on. And what, Go and what on. do we use the guns for? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, like this was also like I was looking up the um, you know, uh, yesterday there was a huge march of like armed black people on Stone Mountain in Georgia. Stone mm. Mountain is where the uh, uh, the largest Confederate monument is. It's a carving of uh, Stonewall Jackson, Robert E. Lee, and. Uh, jefferson davis like it, that was of course put up like you know, the carving was made like i think like a year after the civil rights bill was signed you know right so it's yeah, not like which is where all of that shit yeah comes this is from. where all, the all of that iconography up. is yeah. from the civil rights era yeah and uh um you know there's, there's a huge kkk presence around there for some reason i don't know it's probably unrelated uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh uh yeah and all, all of the, these armed black people show up under the name uh not fucking around coalition which is just an amazing name uh run by or not run by but like led by this guy uh grandmaster j now there's someone on twitter calling themselves grandmaster j that also seems to have a decent number of followers and is like involved in this thing i'm trying to do like journalist talk because i, I don't want to say like this guy definitely believes this but the, it appears to be that the leader of uh, that of the not fucking around coalition, like straight up posts like Hitler quotes, very anti-Semitic, yeah, very anti-Semitic content, right? Huh? Yeah. So yeah, and so I, clearly yeah. they didn't watch Independence Day, right? In which a Jew and a black man team up to save the world, yeah, from the one true enemy, aliens, right? <laughs> Extraterrestrials, yeah. Jewish yeah. black uh, comradeship, yeah, saves the world, saves the yeah. world, yeah. And, you know, an international cooperation where you take your drunk dad and you throw him into the pee pee hole of the spaceship and you win. I'm back. 
<laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think like I, you know, like, I, like I'm, I'm happy to get into like the the uh, revolutionary potentialities of uh, the 1996 movie Independence Day. But before that, I, I do want to say like I, I don't think any of us are prepared to really talk about like the new political formations that are going to be showing up here because it's not it's not possible anymore to just like look at a group and be like they are on my side or not. Yeah, like you, you just can't because there's just going to be like so many new ones now and we're getting such a huge uh, fracturing of the political sphere that massive slippage of the left-right divide in terms of anything comprehensible that we can like like identify yeah and and i I don't think it's it's ever even going to be as simple as horseshoe theory right it's not even gonna be that simple right Is it's going to be like very specific things that you know like you disagree about that that one group disagrees with the other group about that are actually very important right and and for a while you can say like well that isn't important now we can have that disagreement later but as things you know, as the scientists say, pop off, you know, like as a... It's a technical term. Yeah, as a technical term. You know, like, um, those, you can't put those disagreements off anymore, right? And so now... Like, well, and put them off in favor yeah. of what? Right. Well, Where's progress being yeah. made that it's worth putting off any one issue for any period of time so well, that yeah. we can work on something else that's actually being done? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm like the way that like anarchists like join dsa or something like that you know if you call yourself an anarchist you know like you should be and so i say again to DSA. right what's yeah. getting done yeah right you know? yeah, like yeah, no yeah, offense yeah, to dsa yeah. but like it's just i i think that that's another part of it and why you're getting these kind of like move very movement based very issues based um you know what i mean we saw like we we've throughout american history there have been times where kind of issues based politics was more or less popular given the rest of kind of the political and social climate um and I think that's what you're seeing right now, because like what what else like in what world does it make sense to affiliate yourself primarily with either a Republican or a Democratic Party? Like right. there's just no the real world, Brittany, the real world <laughs> where we Be put on we put on our adult pants one leg at a time and then we make <laughs> deals with the opposition <laughs> as much as we can. I want to start a new or a political organization called the fucking around coalition. because uh, That sounds okay. pretty fun. That yeah. sounds pretty fun. Like I love to have our thing yeah it would be like uh our political goal is a proletariat revolution uh but without a civil war because fuck everybody getting shot yeah uh that would be pretty dope and that's the Um, fact jacked yeah and that's the fact the fucking around coalition so you know uh praxis is just posting and podcasting uh definitely nothing involving uh streets or guns um yeah no i i I kid but um yeah no i'm i'm about as freaked out as anybody trying to pay attention and put together a rational um uh narrative as to what's going on all of this is happening in the long shadow of coronavirus yeah where like arizona they're now their numbers are absolutely exploding overnight florida like all, all of these little pockets in the country where they are just seeing like what italy saw in fucking february is happening in the american south right now um, all across the country really i, yeah, I, I think the there's the, pretty much every state has, the worst places are uh, like arkansas yeah. arizona florida um a lot of these places that never fully shut down right and um you know and so now like here in new york we've done all of this work we've been we've been so good we we have <laughs> we followed the rules um but no i mean like at, at great loss to ourselves to our state's economy to our like well-being like mental and physical and everything else and now for what because we're know? just a stupid state we can't close our borders to the floridians who now want to come up here like we can't do anything to protect ourselves yeah. and i think i mentioned this a few episodes back but like this increasing enmity between States that have gotten their shit together and are ready to move forward and states that refuse to like there's just like the regional it's you know, there's intracity um, and then there's intercity and now there's like these regional conflicts. It's just it's a fucking powder keg like the it's and 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 what gets me is it feels so impossible for us to like get a grip on this because it doesn't even seem to be primarily like our behavior that's driving this you know like we were talked about the fact that we incarcerate more people than any other country in the world and how um you know new york city became the epicenter of the coronavirus because uh, essentially the mta <laughs> and the subways um and that like 
we peaked really early, like the worst in the world. Um, and now our, we have almost no cases at all. But I, I think I heard on Friday that like we had an anomalous blip where it like went up uh, suddenly and even in New York. So I guess I'm really just trying to point out the fact that like even if individual states are behaving better, greater amount of social distancing, greater amount of uh, mask wearing, um, that like we are a contiguous landmass with the exception of Hawaii and uh, Alaska. And um, we have uh, freedom of movement between any of the states. Uh, so like right now, I, I have to uh, self-quarantine if I travel to half of the states in the United States, like for my job. Like if I, if I go to Texas or Florida or New Mexico, or Arizona or anywhere that it's like uh, getting worse quickly, I actually can't go into the office for like two weeks. Yeah. Um, and now, thank God I've got a uh, passport because uh, I can't use it at all. Yeah, none of, us, none of us. And like so many Americans do not realize that we cannot leave the country right now. Yeah. And like... Like that just happened. I mean... That we're not allowed to leave the country. Yeah. And no one's talking about that. No one's talking about it. Well, it's a birthday. It's our birthday month, and we're not going to fucking, and we're not going to be talking about how we've been travel banned. We travel banned. Yeah, okay? we do the travel banning. Yeah, yeah. we don't get we're, travel banned. We're okay? the travel banners, not the travel bannees. We are the Taliban. What? No, it's a travel ban. <laughs> travel banners. Tal- yeah. yeah, I mean, it's pretty, um, it's pretty fucking dark that like, and, and, and I think in another thing on top of all of this that leads to a type of delirium that i've been feeling lately is that everything happens so fast and all the time that you can't really keep track of everything in the first place so like i for example have no fucking sense of what's happening in the rest of the world right now no fucking sense none at all you could tell me that like they got rid of the monarchy in england yesterday and i'd be like <laughs> huh, really interesting i missed that one yeah i must not have seen that tweet that like headline. i have no sense of what's happening in the rest of the world um because i've been so kind of i guess like myopic so like just you know hard to, like hyper focused on what's happening in our own like trash pile of a nation yeah. three hours away maxwell was arrested oh the lady Ghislaine. yeah yeah and Elaine we're, maxwell and we're not even talking about that she, well she, that's well now we are <laughs> yeah we are now so she's got the rona yes they, uh, uh, so R.I.P. to a real one, Ghislaine Maxwell. We hardly yeah. knew ye. Yeah, um, they are, they already gave her the Rona. So I'm sure. like they already did the uh, hung yourself trick. So uh, I, I like how uh, I was listening to a, a news reporter, and they're like, and soon she'll be held in the same prison they held Jeffrey Epstein. How about we don't though? <laughs> what, if, what if instead we just didn't? We put her somewhere else. She, <laughs> we, we gave her uh, a. A uh, prison jumpsuit full of chum, and we're putting her in a prison cell p- uh, p- uh, placed above a shark tank. And, <laughs> and it was the only cell available, and the jumpsuit already had chum in it. You know, before we and you gave know how it chum is, you can't get that. Yeah, out. you just can't get that it's out. Not even worth trying. So, yeah. w- what's that movie where they um, they put what's his name in Harlem wearing like a sandwich board that uh, says like a bunch of racial slurs on it? Fuck, jo- Joker. Yes. Oh, no, 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 yeah. oh, no, no, it was a, um, uh, it was a, um, die, a die hard. Three. Yeah. Die hard. Die three. Hard. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah uh, die with, a, is it with a vengeance? No, no, no. Oh, die hard with a vengeance is the fourth one. I think. No, that's live free. Die hard. You're right. Live free. Die hard. Yeah. Is it's in New Hampshire. Live free. Die hard. God, that's such a great movie. It's so good. He, he surfs on a F 35. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, You're Die right. Hard with it a Vengeance. Was, it was Die Hard 3. You're exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah, we could just do that, you know, and definitely secure her safe um, her testimony. Well-being, yeah, well-being until the until trial. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah like... like <sighs> what was it, like, just two days before, like, a judge ordered all the records be destroyed, and then, like, and then she was arrested? Like, Of course, yeah. 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 I don't know. It's crazy. And what the fuck is she doing in New Hampshire? Well, she's she's made the choice. Yeah. yeah. She's either going to live free. Or or die. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I think the result, you know, easy joke, but I think also, you know, something to do with how libertarians want to do it with the age of consent in New Hampshire, you know? Yeah. Oh, geez, we're run by a bunch of billionaire pedophiles. We really and, are. And we just never fully dealt with that as a nation. No, we didn't. Like, we really I, didn't. I did, I did see a sign about that at that protest in Delmar, though. 
Oh, really? Yeah, there was a lady holding up a. a uh, <laughs> it said, uh, "Yeah, um, uh, uh, Epstein plus Maxwell did not kill themselves." And I looked at the sign. I go, "Do they already get?" <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell and she's like no but I'm like oh, okay but you know you don't want to spend money you on... don't have to remake the sign yeah, you don't want to remake the sign later, just you know yeah. preemptively make that sign it'll be true eventually I did think about opening up the show with a uh, so R.A.P. to Ghislaine Maxwell we hardly knew ye it's too bad because you know by the time this airs right. tomorrow <laughs> fuck come on fuck and and then during the 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 COVID nineteen like Epstein's black book was released unredacted by anonymous. Did you guys follow that at all? No, I didn't even hear about this. Yeah, when did this happen? Th- this happened like a month and a half ago. What it was the f- it was like one of the it was just lost in the headlines, lost in the deluge of everything that's happening more and more. I remember back when that that Jeffrey Epstein uh, murder suicide whatever. Um, was like the most pressing thing that was happening. We talked about it for weeks. Yeah, and yeah. now it just seems like just completely out of our collective grasp to deal with. You know, like I. Well, it's because we that that was a turning point when we learned that no, there would be no accountability. There is nothing you can do. None of these people will ever be be punished or or even be removed from power. Like, no, just the world is run by billionaire pedophiles and there's nothing you can fucking do with it. And there's nothing you can fucking do about it. And that was the message. And we all just swallowed that pill like good little boys and girls and said, oh, yeah, you're right. There is nothing we can do about it. And now we look for the next shiny thing. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah, the, Kanye is running for president. So well, like, and, who gives a fuck? And Elon you know? Musk has thrown his support fully behind him and wasn't bizarrely on the Lolita Express flight logs. I don't know. What do you do? You think? Do you think he's just too square? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah he's a fucking nerd. They're not inviting him. Or or he's gonna he's gonna blow it. Like dude can't keep you know can't keep a secret. Yeah, yeah he can't keep a secret. He keeps like his stock price keeps falling down because he's like I think it's overvalued. <laughs> like, and then yeah. like and then a bunch of people will, like lose thousands of dollars. Yeah. And, like, Epstein was like drafting him an invite, and then when the whole like. um what was the name of that country with that? Oh, oh, yeah. He calls it the, the diver from uh, the, the Philippines. Ca- yeah, the captured or that saved all those uh, um, kids in the was it a Ta- Taiwanese cave or something. Yeah, it was a cave. Yeah. 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 He called him a pedophile. And he's like, oh, nope. yep. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to just burn that invite. Yeah. I think you're right, Brittany, that like there's the um, the like, yeah, like this is just going to keep happening and there's nothing you can do about it uh, with like Jeffrey Epstein dying uh being murdered i think um that ranks up there with like when uh barack obama like i think it was like a month into his first term in office it was like uh we have to move forward i'm not prosecuting any of the george yeah, Bush no, administration yeah yeah and which he, he had kind of hinted it said vague things about like we need to reconcile or or you know deal with what happened and like illegal wars and shit and then that didn't happen and that that was the radicalizing thing for me me too yeah yeah and it, I think for a whole for yeah. our whole because like i like up until 2008 i was what you would probably call like a good liberal i mean i you know i was excited when obama won i was very excited was, when obama won yeah, also very excited for obama and yeah. yeah it was um between not prosecuting anybody from the bush administration um bailing out the banks and it was just like the obama administration was an incredibly radicalizing experience for everybody in our age group i think who's now you know left of liberal and our whole that like that's kind of the millennial experience sorry for any listeners who aren't millennials but that's sort of our experience of life has been um the everything is entirely outside of your control from being you know 10 years old watching the twin towers fall to like the 2008 you know election and then the financial collapse and then coming out into like the worst job economy since the depression like our whole lives have just been a series of everything is outside of your control and spinning wildly and rapidly and so you just hold on and do the best you can and pay attention to what you can and like get really into like memes and internet subcultures because (laughs) at least like that you can do something you know I, i remember the most radicalizing thing of the barack obama presidency for me was well, it was two things. It was the the almost complete silence w- in regards to the BLM movement. That was pretty crazy. And then the other thing was when Abdurrahman Alawaki was executed by the CIA and the president was absolutely silent on it. Yeah. And it was like published. Like <laughs> it was it was known fact that the U.S. killed a 16-year-old Denver-born young boy uh, for thought crimes of his father. 
for being a propagandist for, uh, you know, like what Al Qaeda, uh, like, uh, at the time. And I just remember being like, fuck. And then looking up like the official response of, of this, uh, you know, constitutional lawyer. And wanted to know, like, what his thoughts were. And, and someone asked, you know, do you have any uh, hesitancy or regret along the lines of the murder of Anwar? Um, and he was like, no, n- none at all. Like, I would have done that. Like, again, this was a, a historically unprecedented move where a president of the United States had signed off on the extrajudicial murder of an American civilian for the crime of verbally supporting jihad and the, there was no fucks given about the incredible unprecedented nature of that and been like oh yeah no we'd definitely do it again and then you know two months later his 16 year old son got iced in, yep. a, at a cafe with no other targets 30 something people died um and then just crickets you know like and i was just fuck yeah yeah and, and that's i think I, you know, for, for any of the Zoomers listening there, you know, like, I do often wonder what's the difference between getting what you want, Obama, and it being awful, and you and you feel dumb and tricked and naive, or not getting Bernie Sanders and feeling those same things, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. those same emotions still come up. Because you're like, yeah, of course they wouldn't let me have Bernie Sanders, right? Like, the, like the, uh, the just like the, the person, like, saying the most reasonable things... Uh, in the most cogent and direct forms, like no, he has to go. Instead, yeah. you get you you get uh, Joe Biden. Bernie right? Sanders wouldn't let you have Bernie Sanders, right? Yeah, yeah. To say, you know, to some degree, that might even be true. Fucking and, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, and like, and, and I'm I, still pissed. I, I still though wonder, like, what is? That's why I joined the Kanye campaign. Actually, <laughs> I thought I would use my skills from. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, <laughs> no. you know, they're they're finally honed. I appreciate uh, the the reapplication of your efforts. I I do wonder what happens when you don't have when you when it's still possible that something good could have happened with like a bernie sanders presidency and then it but then it goes but you never even get to like glimpse you don't even get to be disappointed yeah and you don't even get to so in some ways it like holds it as as still possible as like this thing that could have been that never was It's like edging yeah political (laughs) edging yeah but no release right yeah well that's the point of edging yeah yeah yeah, but but with like never any because like it's an edge and then you get there maybe you eventually get there but then on the other side there is like uh obama which is just like a terrible lay like someone that you thought was hot that just ends up being a starfish you know like it just fucking sucks yeah you know so you, I hate th- when that happens. you think it's better uh to have you know the one that got away yeah i don't, right, know. Maybe. I don't know what's better i mean <laughs> n- neither's better they both fucking suck in different ways and our generations will be uh respectively traumatized in our own unique ways all right so because 2020 just seems to be like a you know, tumultuous series of uh, events that just completely buck expectations and uh, create new bizarre norms that we don't really know how to handle or even describe. Here's my prediction. Okay. Glenn Maxwell tells all names, names, and all of the fucking billionaire pedophile cabal go down in full public display and everything chills the fuck out. Like, everybody puts the guns away. <laughs> everybody just, like, holds hands and, you know, like a UNICEF uh, type of uh, children yeah, around the world. world. Yeah. yeah. Over and- the bodies of the Clintons. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're just like, oh, God. It's just a rainbow coalition standing on top of yeah. Be like, uh, we Bill drink- Gates and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We drink your adrenochrome. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you know, that's my prediction. Um, you know, It sounds as week. plausible as anything else sounds that's happened. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, be totally vindicated. All right, so besides all the chaos going on in the news... Yeah, so the world's totally fucked. What's going on with us, you guys? Like, what's... Chris, what's going on with you? How's your your chilling and grilling been going? It's been good. It's been good. Um, I've been trying to figure out whether or not I have the time and resources and if I can prioritize enough of both of those uh, to sort of bottom line like a Troy Food Not Bombs, uh-huh. which for like a listener, if you haven't heard of Food Not Bombs, it's essentially a um, 
decentralized network of um, people who are coordinating food donation uh, with meal prep and giving away food to people typically in public space. So like a park or something. And typically like without any licensure, you know, usually like, it's illegal. And yeah. Like off, very often shut down by municipal yeah, law yeah. Enforcement. which, you know, raises a bunch of questions. Like, why is it illegal to just directly feed people who are willingly taking food from Mostly you? the health code. Health code, right, or whatever. Um, and, uh, but I've been thinking more about the uh, nature of mutual aid and creating a mutual aid, aid network. Uh, and I think I talked about in a previous episode how I had uh, gone and pamphleted my neighborhood uh, in the early months of COVID, like in the first month or so being like, Oh, this looks like it's going to be really bad. Like maybe we should all meet each other. And like, I set up a discord and like how I, you know, basically gotten two calls from people who are like, Hey, I, I can help, but I don't need anything. Um, and then two people like logged into the discord and left. So that made me think like, all right, well, 20 million people are still unemployed. Uh, we're still, you know, in the, um, the peak, the rising peaks of a uh, pandemic that is uh, affecting the whole nation and its economy. Um, maybe I should just start doing something. So on Wednesdays from five to eight, I've been just uh, grilling uh, by my step, uh, by my sidewalk, um, and just to have a little sign that says free food and basically just chatting with neighbors. Like most of the food I'm giving away is like neighborhood kids that are just like playing, like want a hot dog or something. It's been really, really low key and uh, just really nice. It's been a opportunity just to focus more on learning how to grill good and mm -hmm. getting to meet my important life skill in the coming apocalypse yeah and getting to meet my neighbors you know who yeah. i really didn't know that well at all but like just you know chatting uh i have a little uh donation jar with a, a slot in it and most people feel more comfortable giving some amount of money toward more future free food yeah. when they take some food uh and i'm not against accepting that because you know like i'm as long as the weather is good i'm looking to try to make that time in my uh week you know, available. And it's so easy because I have, you know, the yard and I have the the gate and the, and the sidewalk right there that I can just schedule to do that. And that it's like not that it's not putting me out by much. It's probably like a cumulative four or five hours a week. Right. And um, most of that is just chilling and grilling. It's been really nice. That's awesome, dude. So, you know, like, uh, it's, it's, it's nothing big, but it's something and it like makes me feel a little bit better and, you know, uh, gets me to meet, you know, a bunch of my neighbors and get better at cooking, you know, food and it's really hard to like facilitate because because we're so alienated from each other and even when you live in like dense population centers like where you live is fairly densely popular it's not like the burbs you know you're not like spread yeah, out no, this people. is like yeah but even pretty... still it can be very challenging to get to know your neighbors without some kind of centering material something like food or like an event or you know and like now because of coronavirus we're not doing like big neighborhood events, but um, that strikes me as like a really easy, concrete way to like an ice, like an icebreaker, basically. And that that sounds very, very cool to me. And, uh, you know, if this turns into anything like bigger, I'm going to definitely need like people who are as willing to like bottom line and like share the responsibility of like pulling off a, um, you know, uh, routine uh, showing up of if, you know, like to do a, a food, not bombs. I, it feels too much to do as one person. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and also like we live in a weird society that like setting up a table and giving away like food that you're freshly cooking uh, to people is like weirdly confrontational with some of like the worst members, in my opinion, of this society. And so like doing that on one's own seems like a big risk. Yeah. But have you had any like negative interactions with anybody or not has it all one. been positive? Not That's one. Good. That's good. You know, like a lot of people come by and they're like, oh, do you own this building? And I'm like, yeah, I own it with my wife. And like, you know, um, and we just talk and, you know, get to know them. And everybody's been really, That's really nice. Awesome. Yeah, you know? That's great. Uh, a lot of people just don't want the food because like for whatever reason, they're not hungry or they don't trust me or whatever. Yeah, they don't want um, stranger food. Yeah. Uh, but uh, most people are pretty into it. And like, you know, I've gotten to know probably like two dozen people at this point. That's really great. Yeah. I'm a terrible with names though. So I'm like, I only, only about half the names are sticking. I should probably like keep a notebook and like write it all down. 
Or you just say, hey, you, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I do. Yeah, do do what, like, every uh, uh, bodega person does. Like, hey, boss. Just call everyone boss. Yeah. Right. Hey, sweetheart. Uh, sweetheart, boss, king. Don't worry about friend, it, Friend. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hey, buddy. Buddy. <laughs> uh, so when we, I was a bartender, it was always, hey, darling, how you doing? Darling. Dar- everybody loves to be called darling. Anybody yeah. who doesn't love being called darling. Not a darling. Don't fucking trust that person. <laughs> How about you guys? You guys uh, got any new projects or interests or anything personally going on? So I was actually just going to apologize. I am not getting Lennon State and Rev up this week. I had I had very much intended to put the first chapter out, uh, but I didn't because I have basically spent this last week uh, starting a new podcast project. So that will hopefully launch uh, next week. And I'm very excited about it. It's um, it's in uh, production with Real Life Magazine, which Real Heads will remember our episode Community for No Men. No Community for Old Men. Yeah. Although Community for No Men. <laughs> anyway. Also, the, yeah. Uh, the, David and I, David's written for Real Life many times. I've written for them a few times as well. But um, So it's just going to be a, a narrative edition of their, their magazine, their nice. essays uh, in audio form. So that'll be really fun. Hopefully that comes out next week, but it's been, I've just spent a lot of time this last week, like getting all the mixing down and all the, like getting it set up, you know, technically speaking. So, uh, that should come out. And then next week we will do, uh, the first chapter of Lenin state and revolution. Badass. Nice. How are you, David? You got anything going on? Well, let's see. I got, um, I, I, I have an essay coming out, uh, on the sixth, probably. Uh, so next week about um in real life that's about uh um how uh um the coronavirus is pushing automation of uh management so your your boss is going to be a bot, bot nice baby bot boss great uh, um yeah so i, I i'm writing that uh, or I, I finished writing that finished most of the edits i i think that's going to go up uh, uh next week but um uh more near and dear to my heart is i've learned to ride a bike I'm Fuck learning. Yeah, dude. I'm learning to ride a bike. That's true, yeah. So I, I um, growing up in South Florida is like you know, there's there's places to ride, but it's also like the the like the pedestrian death capital of the world. Uh, so well, maybe not of the world, but of the United States. And it was just it was just like terrifying to try to ride a bike because even if your street is calm, it, there's just be there'll be like someone ripping down there at sixty miles an hour every once in a while. And it's just I don't know, it just scared me. Um, and there was also nowhere to go. It was, it was another thing is because i like yeah um so now i um have i i uh, adopted a bike from troy bike rescue shout out troy bike rescue Fuck yeah we should uh we should talk to them on mic soon and uh i um uh yeah it's a uh, super simple that you know made an appointment they 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 like uh tell you how to like you know like, what bikes they have and like what would fit you and what looks good and uh super super reasonable uh price for adopting they don't they don't say that they're selling you a bike you're adopting one that they've that they've basically fixed up chris you i know you, you've done a lot of work with them mm-hmm. and uh uh yeah and then i got and they, uh, i was able to, to get a helmet from them and now i um uh hide my shame in the back of the cemetery that we live <laughs> that yeah. we live next to i'm like so i'm trying to uh i'm learning to ride by going all the way basically walking the bike all the way to the back of the cemetery where there's where there's fewer people and trying to like do like a full loop or something and and so and i i'm making a lot of progress but there's also been, it's either been like 95 degrees out or raining a lot so it's like you know I, uh, you know you have to find time to, i might do it today you know who else today. learned how to ride a bike this year who uh, richard marita uh we who i work with and we had oh, on wow. talking about oh, yeah, the, uh, cool. the, oh. yeah the bioweapon dr research. marita yeah yeah so dr oh, marita also nice. learned you know what's year. really fucked up is that i was like this is gonna rule because david and i are the same size so he's gonna get a bike and uh i'm gonna be able to try it because i have vertigo and i've never been able to ride a bike my entire life but i'd like to try and this motherfucker who is approximately an inch and a half taller than i am his bike is like the tiniest bit too big for me. Aww. Like the ti- like Can you adjust the seat? It's all the way down. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, that's a hard problem when it's just too So w- when you when you make the pedal uh revolutions so you I can't even my toes don't even touch the ground. Ah, uh, what about the pedal? What about the pedal? Like you don't need to be able to have your toes touch the ground. Are you talking about on the crossbar or on the seat? Cause it's like on the seat, like I can't, I like on the seat, one of my toes will just barely, barely touch the ground. 
almost not even. Well, that's actually n- not necessarily um, uh, uh, the wrong size for you then. Because like, I also learned how to ride a bike like later in life, like, you know, compared to my neighborhood and my brothers and stuff. Like I learned at like 14. Um, and then I suddenly it changed my whole life. I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod before, but basically like bike riding. Yeah. 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 Has it totally made your world like explode yeah. outward in size. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it bike riding is like, the punkest thing in the world because <laughs> you don't have to pay for any gasoline or any tickets or you barely ever get like pulled over and you have like equal access to the road and you can travel like especially with traffic lights and congestion and everything about as fast as a car can and it's free and it gets you fit and makes you feel good at the end of the day it's like it's such an amazing experience like i'm like the biggest you know stand for bikes um but um Sorry. Yeah, no, so I'm going to be a bike guy now. I'm going yeah. to I'm going to do that. I'm going to just like go around and be like that Portlandia sketch where like the anarchist guy r- runs around like yelling bikers rights yeah. at, at, at people in cars. Yeah. He's be, just been shouting that like I'll be in the kitchen yeah. fucking doing the dishes and he's like bikers rights. <laughs> plow into her and ring yeah. a bell. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Um yeah, it's I can't put my feet down when my uh I'm on my seat on my bike. Um, and that's fine. Cause what you, I typically do, as long as you can put your feet down over the crossbar. Well, it's a drop frame, so I can definitely do that. Then what you end up doing is you, uh, learn to basically push, uh, with one foot at the top of the stroke when your first like pressure you apply to get the bike rolling. And then you sit up onto the, the seat. By putting your feet on the pedals first. You really are expecting a lot of me. Uh, it, it's easier than it sounds. I bet it's not. I bet it's harder <laughs> than it sounds. You pick it up quick. Yeah, that, that is basically what I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, starting is like the thing that I'm working on the hardest. Once it's actually going. Yes, yeah, starting and stopping. Yeah. All right. Well, do we have a... I we mean... Got, well, congratulations, nice, dude. I'm excited yeah, for you. you. Yeah, it's very yeah, exciting. Thank you. Um... All right, so yeah, Wildflower, uh, we really... Not a good week for uplifting news. You know, Our... <laughs> we... <laughs> we looked for a while, and we had a hard... But, so I did find this. Um, close and tranquil solar system has astronomers excited. Uh, so, so I'll just read the opening. And it's a kind of like a dense technical article, so I'm not even going to bother with all of it. Yeah, but That's uh, how I like my solar systems, by the way. Dense and technical? Mm. No, no, no. Uh, close and... Uh, close and tranquil? Tranquil, yeah. <laughs> um, so from the perspective of planet hunters and planet characterizers, which is a job I didn't even know I wanted, um, a desirable solar system to explore is one that is close to ours, that has a planet in the star's habitable zone, and has a host star that is relatively quiet. Um, blah, blah, blah. The prolific members of the, so the Red Dots astronomy team believes that they have found such a system 11 light years away from us. The system GJ887 has an unusually quiet red dwarf host, has two planets for sure, and another likely that orbits at a life-friendly 50-day orbit. It is the 12th closest planetary system to our sun. So very close. Wow. Um, and so wow. this potential third planet, so the first two are too close to the sun to probably be habitable, but this possible third planet, which has shown up in some observations, but not others, um, is, uh, has the, is the planet where the chemical and thermal makeup of its atmosphere would most likely be what, you know, could support life as we know it. So let's get the fuck off this, uh, rotting uh disc yeah and and, and go and go to uh, an orb and the idea of it being a quiet star is very important because um like a lot of uh especially red dwarf stars put off a lot of like high high radiation energy you know um or just bad vibes yeah Yeah. star spots like outbursts and flares very very bad vibes very cancer causing vibes um and so this this star is is relatively quite quiet so um yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, the children that our generation doesn't have will live to see this other planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it'll just be Elon Musk. It'll just, uh, it'll just be just him there. Elon Musk and, Musk and Kanye just reigning yeah. over GJ877. Eventually the Zoomers complete their Zebellion and they just go and they're like, hey, uh, Musk, nice Falcon 2 rocket. Appropriado. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriado. Oh, man. 
All right. Yeah, that's about it. I don't know. I'll post the I'll post the link to it in the show notes. There's a lot of technical stuff in it, but uh, if you're a fucking nerd, maybe you'll like it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's always good to have a plan B. You know. Yeah. Plan it B. I don't yeah. know if we're getting to GJ eight eight seven in time what, for what, it to be our. How plan many light B. years? It's 11. eleven light years, but I mean, we can't just like show like we don't even know if the planets for sure there yet. So <laughs> also, f- fifty day uh, year that, that that's some pretty extreme season switching. Yeah, it's at the same t- tilt. I mean, yeah. Well, I, I don't think we know enough about the planet to know exactly what that would be like, but yeah, yeah that would be uh, quite a whirlwind. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, unlikely that there will be a, 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 any planet B. Um, just like the sun. So that's says. your wildflower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep hope alive. Oh God. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this uh July fifth edition of <laughs> Iron Weeds Pod where we are We phoned it in with love. We, we did, but we love <laughs> you so much. Yeah. And um Actually we we just like spent all of our mental capacity writing that script. We did, yeah. yeah we spent like two like, hours working like, su- on that. Suddenly, we just like decided to do it when we found out that Kanye was running for president. Yeah, uh, I think it went. I, yeah, no, it was it was worth it. Yeah, great. I <laughs> would have sacrificed many episodes for that yeah. script. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I guess you can find us on Twitter. Ironweeds Pod. <laughs> find us on Instagram. Ironweeds Pod. Uh, shoot us an email if you'd like to. If you have any questions, comments, feedbacks, criticisms. Anything like that, you can send us an email at ironweedspod. At gmail.com. Um, thank you so much to all our new patrons. Yeah. Uh, we are so happy to have you. We're so grateful to you. Thank you for your support. And um, let us know uh, if there's something that uh, you want us to cover. Now well, so, if, as you start listening to us and you get a sense of our, you know, our beat, you know, like if there's something you want us to cover, you know. Yeah, always absolutely. taking recommendations. Well, I think we were uh, discussing last week uh, that we should really do that um, Star Trek episode. We are yes. going to do a Star so, Trek episode, yeah. So, want to make that the uh, the next bonus that we'll release? I think the next bonus that we do will be a Star Trek episode where we will force Chris to watch at least one... Possibly, possibly ten. Possibly, <laughs> possibly ten um, episodes of Star Trek, and then we will uh, we will discuss and release it as bonus material. So, you can look forward to that as well. Well, I look forward to it. Yeah. As do I. Okay. Make All it, right. Make it so. <laughs> okay. That's a Star Trek reference. It, it sure is, baby. Okay. <laughs> it sure is. Engage. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's been a long bro. <laughs> Getting from there. <laughs> <laughs>